Welcome. Thank you for being here uh, today. And as we uh, finish our, uh, our, our worship series uh, closer, and uh, if you're a guest, if it's your first time here uh, this morning, or, or maybe you've missed a, a, a couple of Sundays this month, uh, we've been uh, talking about worship. And we've been talking about the importance uh, and the power of worship in our lives. Uh, what, does, what does it look like to, uh, to live a life of worship, to live a life of, of daily worship? Uh, how could, how and, and what could we do to see the very power of worship uh, outworked in our lives um, uh, you know, uh, uh, from a day-to-day basis? And uh, I really hope this morning that you know, as we finish this series, and uh, I, I pray that over this month you've been able to uh, receive something. Uh, I pray that uh, over this month, as we've, as we've been talking about worship, I, I, whether it's just been a, a heart to just come back to worship to God, whether it's been a desire to, uh, to, to read maybe some of the scriptures and stories that we've touched on this month, but uh, whatever that may be, I really hope and pray that you've been able to receive something this month. Uh, I believe it's a, it's a, it's a powerful uh, uh, topic, it's a powerful thing um, that we can uh, uh, apply to our lives. And, and the first slide I've got behind me is this, that uh, really the, the, central, uh, uh, the, the central sort of statement of, of this month and for me is that worship was designed to glorify God. Worship is, 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 is for God to glorify God. Um, but I also believe that we are called to it. Um, every person here is called to worship. It's not just for the uh, worship leader. It's not just for the pastor. Um, but know this morning that worship is for everyone. That everyone here, every child, teenager, uh, uh, young adult, adult, uh, married couple, single, no matter who you are, uh, maybe you're a grandparent in the house, do you believe this morning that you were born to worship God? Uh, understanding that worship isn't just a, 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 a type of song. Uh, worship isn't just uh, uh, three songs on a Sunday morning. Worship isn't just the songs that are slower than the other songs, right? Worship is, 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 uh, is, is a way of living. Worship is, is something we can do in our lives and through our lives in so many ways. Who knows that we can worship God uh, not just by singing, but just through our words. We can worship God with our time. We can worship God through our actions, through our decisions. We can worship God in so many different ways. And, and this morning, I guess as, as to close this month out, I want to really make sure everyone here understands that you were called, you were born, you were created to worship God. That, that's for every person here in this place. And, and as we were born to, cre- uh, born to worship God, um, I was reminded of Scripture in Revelations, I think it's in chapter four, but it says, it says, days, uh, it says, uh, day and night, uh, they will say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That, that, that all the days and all the nights in heaven, they'll be singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I think we're going to be worshiping God for a long time. And uh, I was kind of just thinking, I'm like, if you're, if you're in this place and you don't really 
enjoy worship. Maybe you're someone who's kind of like, I don't really, I just, I just come for the word, you know, like I just, I just sort of do my thing. And then when the preaching comes, I'll, you know, God will speak to me then. And, and, and I'm just thinking, if you're that one of those type of people that don't really enjoy worship, you may not really like heaven. I think there's going to be a lot of worship in heaven. I think, I think for, for all the days and all the nights, we're going to be worshiping God for who He is. And, and when we understand that we were created and born to worship God here on earth, it's not just restricted for heaven. We weren't created and put on earth to just, to just push through life, uh, get our, I like to say, get our uh, fireproof ticket, right? But we weren't just put on this earth to, to, to get to heaven and then, and then we can start worshiping God and then I can enjoy the rest of my days. Then I can enjoy eternity. I believe that we were put on earth to worship God here as well as when we get to heaven. Worship isn't just restricted, isn't just for when we get up there, but it's for here now. And I believe that there is a power in living a life of worship here on earth. That this series, my prayer is that we would discover the power of living a daily, day-to-day life of worship. And that it wouldn't be just something we do, wouldn't just be something that, uh, uh, that we would just sort of uh, uh, tag along with on a Sunday morning it wouldn't just be something that uh, we may just float around and, and do from time to time that it would actually uh, we would we would understand the the power of it in our lives as we do it daily and there's a there's a, a quote here that I uh, had written down I don't know who, who where I got it from or who said it sorry but but I, I had this written down and, and it was it says this is that worship is an incredible privilege not a religious duty worship is privilege, not a religious duty. That worship isn't just something that we want to do out of duty. It's not just something that, well, hey, this month we're preaching about worship and oh, I better, you know, I, I, I might just worship God a little bit more and, and I might just do it. And, 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 but it's actually a privilege that we get to worship God. Do you, do you understand, you believe that, that how amazing that every day you can step into the very presence of God and worship Him no matter what your life looks like, knowing that it's available for every person. You don't, you don't have to get a diploma in worship. You don't, you don't have to memorize 25 scriptures before you can begin to step into the presence of God and worship Him. You don't, you don't have to have a, have a new a, a King James Version Bible in your home for God to come visit you there. I thought that was funny. I love I loved the new King James Version. But, but, but it's, it's, it's available for every person, for everyone. And when you... Understand that, that, that to worship God is a privilege that I get to, no matter where I am, no matter what I've done, no matter uh, uh, what, what life looks like, no matter what my surroundings look like, I get to worship Him. It's a privilege. And can I tell you this morning, church, that take my word for it, life's too hard to, to do by yourself. Life's too difficult. Life's difficult enough than to do it without God. And I found in my life that worship is such a, 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 an amazing, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it because I've got something, but something is, worship is something that, that I have able to understand, to, to add to my life and say, God, I'm going to worship you. And, and it's such a, an amazing thing that I've, in my walk with Christ, I've, I've seen the, the change, I've seen the split, I've seen the difference of, of life when we try and do it ourselves and the, when we try and figure it out ourselves. 
and, and I remember what's that like. I remember what that's like, but now living and standing and, and walking in a place where God, I, I get to worship you. It's a privilege to worship you. God, I know that I, I decide I choose to worship you no matter what's going on around me. Now, I remember another statement that said our best days, our best days with God, oh, sorry, our worst days with God are still better than our best days without Him. Let that sink in for a second. That our worst days with God are still better than our best days without Him. I want to worship Him every day in my life. I want to step into His presence every day. I don't want to do a day, a single day. I don't want to face a single thing without knowing, without standing and declaring that God, You are Lord of my life. Life's too hard. And, and I kind of, bear with me for a second, but yeah, my, my, my mind sort of got going on this, uh, on this rabbit hole and I thought, you know, maybe that's why some adults, and we're not gonna uh, full warn you, don't point fingers, please don't point fingers. But I thought maybe that's why some adults act like kids. Because, because adult life is, is hard, right? Adulthood is, is difficult. And maybe sometimes we act like kids because, because that was a lot easier time in my life, right? Being a kid is so much more easier than being an adult. And so, and, and it kind of got me thinking, I'm like, don't you hate it when, when you don't get told the full story, right? Have you ever been involved with something, done something where, where you haven't been told the entire story? Maybe it's like a, like, a, like a job, it would be a perfect example. It's like, hey, yep, this job and you do this to this and then you get the job and you get there and you're like, oh, I've got to do this, or I've got to put up with this, or this is like, oh, you didn't tell me about this. I didn't really get the full story about this. Maybe it's um, uh, uh, with a pet. I remember uh, uh, you know, with, with pets going, I just want a pet, I just want a pet. Pets are the best thing, and have a little animal running around. It'll be the best thing. And then you get a pet, and you're like, oh, you have to clean up after it, and, and, and you have to buy it food, and that's expensive. And, and I want to go away on holiday, and now I have to get someone and figure out how to look someone to get, look after this animal of my life. It's like, I wish I knew the full story. Uh, the, the, the greatest one for me was when I bought my first car. And I remember when I first, my, first, bought my first car, I was so excited. I was, I was pumped. I was uh, moving up in the world, um, you know, and I was, uh, I was going places. And, and then I remember the conversation with mum who, who told me, um, you know, congratulations and, you know, you, you're awesome. I'm so proud of you. And she's like, so, so now you've, you've, you've got to pay for Red Joe and you've got to pay for insurance, uh, and you've got to fuel the car, um, and you've got to get it serviced, um, and, and when you get it serviced, you'll probably have to get stuff done, and you may need to get new tires, and I, I legitimately rem- remember thinking, I thought tires lasted forever. I thought once you just put tires on, that's what cartoons do to you. You're like, they never wear out. I remember mum saying, you have to buy new tires. I'm like, who does that? Why do we have to do that? Um, uh, your, your driver's license has to be renewed. It's an ongoing... I'm like, I wish someone told me the full story. If I've, spent, I've spent so much, I could have bought like a jet. I would have bought a jet than, a, than spending all this money on a car. It's like, I, I didn't know the full story to, to every, to this whole thing. I was just so excited to buy this car. I'm like, oh, now I'm bought this car. I'm like, I'm lived the rest of my life paying for tires, you know? And, um, and, and so it just kind of got me thinking down this track of when you don't get told the full story and... and and, and bear with me because I'm going somewhere with this. You know, when it comes to pastoring and, 
and uh, is pastoring and leading a church for a year and a half now. And, and one of the things that was mentioned, but uh, I really don't remember uh, you know, getting the full story about, is, uh, is, is always, always hearing uh, the bad news from people. You just, just uh, the, the, the amount of bad news that you hear, the, the, the baggage, the mess, the struggle, the, the, the things that people are facing. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, I'm totally fine with that, right? And I'm going to tell you now, if, if, if don't let that put you off, and I'm not having a dig at anyone because I love it. I love it when people come to me. I love it when people say, hey, Pastor Trav, I'm struggling with this. Hey, Pastor Trav, I've got this baggage. Hey, Pastor Trav, I've got this mess in my life. Hey, Pastor Trav, I don't know what to do. I love it. You know why I love it? Because I know a guy. I know, and when people come to me, I, I, the pressure's off me because it, it, I, I go, God, it, it doesn't matter what I say. It, it, I, I, if I don't know what to say, if I don't know what to do, if I don't know how to act, if I don't know the, the exact scripture that will bring you hope in that moment, it's okay because I know a guy. And, and, and I'm wondering this morning if you may know him. And, and, and I made a list and I thought, God, I wonder if people here today know the guy that I know. And he goes by the name of the Lord Almighty. He goes by the name of the God that is, that is creator of the heavens and the earth. He's, he's the God, he's the, he's, the, he's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the God that created all things. He's the God that has dominion over all things. He's the God that, he's the na- His name is above every other name. He's the King above all kings. He's the Lord above all lords. He's the, he's the risen King. He's the Saviour. He's the great I Am. And He's my friend. And so, please don't be put off. Because when you come to me, uh, pressure's off me. There's nothing I can do. If you come to me hoping that I can do something for you, like, you, you, it's like, no. But, but, but I, know a, I know a guy, and his name's God. He's the God of all. And so when people come and, and, and share all the mess and baggage, and, 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 and you know, I love it, it's great. But I found in this last month that God has just, uh, just has been my time with God. He's shown me that, you know, this month I've heard a lot of good news. Amongst the, maybe the year and a half of, of, of well, I didn't realize that, you know, this is what pastoring looks like and this is all this. And in the last month, God's just saying, hey, look at what I'm doing. And, and it's amazing the coincidence of this month of God saying, look, look, at, look at the good reports. Look at what's coming through. Look at the healings that are happening. Look at the breakthrough that's happening in people's lives. Look at the the answer to prayer that is happening in the very people that are sitting in the seats next to you. And and as I was just spending time with God, I thought, God, you know what? There there is mess and yes, there is baggage and yes, there's things going on, but but He really just showed me I'm, I'm doing such a good thing in people's lives. And I just started worshiping and going, God, thank you. God, thank you that, that, that you are alive. Thank you that you care for the very people in this church. God, thank you that your love is greater. And even when I don't know, and even when I can't make a way, God, thank you that you can. And even when I don't see it, and now I don't have the answer, God, thank you that you do. And I'm spending time with Him, and I'm praying, I'm worshiping Him. And I made a statement last week that God reminded me of, and He said, you know, we, we can look back and thank God, but we look forward and we trust God. And, I, and in this moment, I'm going, God, thank you for what you've done in the 40 years of this church. God, of the miracles and the people's lives that you've changed, and thank you for you've done but God I'm looking to the future and I'm trusting you and I thank you that you're working now and that you're moving now and that you're healing now and miracles now 
And in that moment, I was, I was getting excited. I'm like, God, thank you for what you're doing. I feel him, he spoke four words. Just that moment, he said four words to me. He said, Trav, worship is a weapon. Worship is a weapon. Worship is a weapon. And I guess the question this morning is, the, very, the, the, the battle that you're facing, the fight that you're up against, what weapon do you have? What are you turning to to get you through your fight? Because worship is a weapon. And this morning, you all look so lovely. This morning, you probably all smell really good too. I haven't gotten really that close to all of you yet, but... You know, this morning, we, we look nice, we smell nice, we're happy, it's, it's, it's beautiful. In a moment, in a couple of moments, we're gonna have a coffee, have a transfusion, it's gonna be nice. But, but God this morning wanted to, wanted to ask you, he put it on my heart. He said, Trav, what about tonight? What about tonight when you turn all the lights off and you lay in bed and you've got to face the very voice that's going on in your head? What are you using to combat that? What weapon have you got when you get home tonight and you have to face that very thing that you're facing at home? What, what weapon are you going to use when you wake up tomorrow morning and you're faced with that thing and you thought, oh, I just thought maybe Sunday God might just remove this and I thought there might be a miracle here and Monday morning comes in and you're facing the same thing that you faced last Monday. What, do you, what, what, what weapon, what are you going to choose to do in that moment? And, and I just felt God so strongly say, Trav, this month as people worship me, they're taking up the weapon. They're taking up this weapon called worship. And God's saying, I just can't wait. He's saying, I just can't wait. My heart is just so ready to pour out. My hand is so ready to move in people's lives. That people, once people understand the power of worship, would they wait and see what I could do? Because church, I've used different weapons before. I've used the weapon of my own strength. I've used the weapon of my own wisdom. I've used the weapon of excuses and, 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 and none of them have worked that well. You know, I was thinking about excuses and I thought, you know, what if there's someone here this morning who thought, you know, it's, it's so great. It sounds so great that worship could be my weapon. It sounds so awesome that, that, that the power of worship in my life and that I could see God move and, and change the very things in my life and the very battle that I'm facing. If I ever worship God and, 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 and imagine people, imagine someone here this morning going, but uh, what, 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 use it, what excuses would you have? I would love to do that, but I just don't have time to worship God. I would, I would love to worship God in my life, but, but I'm just so busy and, and, and I've got things on and, 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 and if only you knew and, and, and how many times in, in my life have I made excuses? And, and as I was praying about this yesterday, I thought, I, 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 I really thought and I thought, God, if only we would stop making excuses and we would start exalting you. God, that we would stop making excuses and, and, and trying to, uh, uh, trying to uh, 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 what's the word? Like, you know, trying to figure out, God, this is the very reason why I can't. I would love to do it. It sounds awesome, but I just can't. God, I'm just, I'm just, not, I'm just not there yet. I'm just not like Pastor Trav. I would love to worship, but I'm just not a pastor. God, I would love to worship, but, 
but I just can't. It's so hard to read and I can't read the Bible. And God, I love to worship, but when I, when I come and try and pray and, 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 and just you know, believe for your presence in my house, the next door neighbor, they, they're always cranking the music or the kids are always yelling and it's really hard. And I thought, I wonder what it would look like in your life if we drew a line in the sand and said, God, I'm going to stop making excuses. I'm going to start exalting you, start worshiping you. You know, I've got it behind me, the, uh, uh, just the, the definition of exalt says to raise to a higher rank or position. You know, God, my, my problem is big, but as I exalt you, I raise you to a higher position. I, I, I raise you to a higher rank. God, my, my problem's big, but you're bigger. God, that, that, that as I exalt you, my, 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 my mess, it's, my life, it's, it's, it's heavy, it's a burden, but, but God, I know as I exalt you, as I worship you, you're stronger. God, that I believe that as, 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 as I exalt you, as, as I wake up tomorrow morning and I'm faced with the very, the very situation that seems impossible, God, I'm gonna choose to exalt you. I'm gonna choose to worship you knowing that you are the God that can make all things possible. I wonder what it looks like in your life to live a life of worship and to understand that worship is your weapon. Yon, I'm finished this morning with a story in, in Scripture in uh, 2 Chronicles. And it's a story of a king by the name of Jehoshaphat. Uh, it, would be, it would almost be rude to have a worship series without, I think, talking about this story in, in, in 2 Chronicles. But we read of a, a man by the name of, uh, of Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, and, uh, and he loves God trusts God, is faithful to God. And, and we're going to read a story in a moment where we see the outworking of what it looks like to have worship as your weapon. And, and, and I want to just paraphrase a couple of, uh, a, a, a couple of the, the start of the chapter before we read uh, uh, the meat of it in the middle. But just to give you a bit of context, Jehoshaphat, he's, he, 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 he's, he's seen and he's heard that these armies are coming against him. It says that he's terrified. He's terrified. These three different armies are coming together to wage war against him. And so he's terrified. And so as we read at the start of chapter 20, we read that Jehoshaphat, he begs God for guidance. As he begs God for guidance, he orders a, a town-wide fast so that everyone would fast and seek God for help. We read this prayer that he, that he prays in, in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The, the start of it is just incredible. He starts the prayer by saying this, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you, are, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of earth. And you are powerful and mighty. That no one can stand against you. What a great way to start a prayer. What a great way to come to God in a time of need when you and three armies are coming against you. He gets all the men and the women and the children to come together in unity and to seek God. And as they're seeking God and, and, and calling out to Him, it says that the Spirit of God fell on one of the men. And one of the men said this. He says, listen, all you people of, of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, 
but God's. And as the man says this, all the men and all the women and all the children says that they bowed and worshipped God. And, you know, this morning, if you're here going, you know, Trav, that sounds great. I'd love to worship God in my life, and I'd love to, you know, see the power of worship outworked in my life, and I'd love to use worship as a weapon, but, but how does that look? How does that practically look? What does that look like for your life? And I look back at these dot points, and I go, and, and, and I just thought, Jehoshaphat has just showed us what worship looks like as your weapon. Can I tell you this morning, if you feel like there is a war waging against your life, if we just look at the, of what Jehoshaphat did in the lead up to this battle, he gets on his hands and his knees and he begs God for guidance. I can just picture him, not just a God. If you're up there, could you just tell me what to do? Help me. Three armies. I, I, I picture Jehoshaphat on his knees, almost crying, begging God, saying, God, what do I do? God, how do I do this? God, I'm going to need you here. I'm going to need your help because I can't see any way of doing this by myself. And, 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 I, and I don't want to just worship you and I don't want to just come to you. But God, I'm begging you, would you, would you help me here? Worship as your weapon may look like fasting. When was the last time you fasted? To worship God with your, with your actions, with your body, with your life and say, God, I'm going, to, I'm going to fast for you and ask for your guidance as I worship you. To seek you for your help. When was the last time you prayed? I prayed like Jehoshaphat and just said, God, no one can stand against you. You are powerful and mighty. That's what worship looks like as your weapon today. I love that he got the men and the women and the children to stand together and to come together and seek God. It speaks of community, it speaks of unity. Worship as your weapon may look like you getting here on a Sunday morning so you can be in community, you can be in unity and you can worship God together. And lastly, they all bowed and worshipped God as He spoke. When was the last time you fell to your knees? When was the last time you bowed and just said, God, I give you everything? God, I'm completely lost. I'm completely stuck. I am completely out of answers. God, I bow and worship you. They bowed and worshipped because God had spoke through a man. When was the last time that you got around Scripture, you got around the very promises of God, you got around the very Word of God and you bowed and said, God, I claim this, God, I believe this, this is your Word and I choose to trust it and I bow and worship you because of it. And so this moment, Jehoshaphat and his army come and meet these three armies that are coming together. And I want to read this in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 20 and 24. It'll be behind me. You can follow along. It says this, Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in His prophets and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king anointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising Him for His holy splendour. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord, His faithful love endures forever. And at that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of, of Amnon, Moab, Moab and Mount Seir, Seir uh, to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and, and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir 
and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. What an amazing story. What an amazing story of what worship could look like as your weapon. The amazing thing about this story is I always thought, I'm being super transparent here, until this week, I always thought that God called Jehoshaphat to send the singers out front. And so you can imagine my surprise when I'm reading this and going, wait a minute. God didn't say anything about sending the singers out in front. God didn't say anything about send them out the front and sing to me and praise me and worship me. This was a decision that Jehoshaphat made. His his trust was, was so full and so much in God that he didn't send the bravest of warriors out the front. He didn't send the army out the front. He sent the singers to go out front of the army because he knew what God had promised. He knew what God had said. He knew that God would fight for them. And he said, we know that God's gonna fight the battle. And so let's send our singers at the front and let's praise and worship God because we know that He is gonna fight for us today. And I love it says, at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies to start fighting among themselves. Do you believe that worship could be your weapon today? Do you believe that it wouldn't just be your weapon for this month? I wonder if you could believe that tomorrow morning when you wake up, it could still be your weapon. I wonder if two weeks into next month, you would believe that the power of worship could still be so strong and so evident in your life, that you could still believe that I'm gonna choose to worship God and praise Him, that it could still be my weapon come September. So as I close, I wanna just echo these words that they were singing. I've got it on a slide behind me. As the, as the singers were singing and praising the Lord, they were singing, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love is for you today. It's the same faithful God and His love is for you today. And I believe, church, as we choose to make a decision to worship Him, as we choose to use worship as our weapon, worship is to glorify God and is for God. But who knows that worship isn't just for for the ones in heaven to sing. Worship is for us now. It's for us now as a weapon to use in our lives to fight the very battles that we're facing. God, we give you thanks. Faithful love. Jew is forever.